Hello and welcome to the Decorum Talking newspaper for weekend in Saturday the 9th of July 2022. This is Chris and your other readers are Eleanor, Jeremy and Pam. The editor this week is also Eleanor. All are members of Team One. Most of our news items are taken from the Hemel Hempstead, Berkhampstead and Tring Gazette and Express newspaper. All telephone numbers are on the local code of 01442 unless otherwise stated. This week's headlines High Rise Station Plan and Celebrating 800 Years of Worship at St Peter's Berkhampstead. These and other stories follow. Here is the news. Hello, I'm Eleanor. First of all, the Decorum Talking Newspaper's annual general meeting is booked for 2 pm on Saturday the 3rd of September at the Adifield Community Centre in Queen's Square, HP24EW. The mayors will be there and a nice tea will be provided. We're also planning a quiz for you. We also plan to organise a minibus to get you there and home again, but you must ring the secretary on 217918 to book a place. Hello, this is Jeremy. Railway station development. A campaign group is calling on people to oppose the plans to make Hemel Hempstead Railway Station a high-rise development. For and no more, says that high-rise development will ruin the skyline and views of a much-loved and historic part of Boxmoor. Decorum Borough Council says it has not received a planning application for the site. But artwork released earlier this year by Network Rail in its Invitation to Developers shows that buildings could be more than 12 storeys high. The council has assured residents that if it does receive any applications, these would be met with a consultation allowing local people and other groups to comment on the proposals. A spokesman for Decorum Borough Council said that the Hemel Hempstead Station Gateway is currently allocated for mixed-use development in the Site Allocations DPD adopted in 2017, which forms part of the existing local plan for Decorum. It said... The allocation states that development on the site should deliver new homes and, and in, an improved transport interchange alongside a new car park and a range of supporting commercial uses in order to promote the site as a key gateway for the town. The adopted policy for the site states that the layout, scale, height and density of development must respect the adjoining residential area and, area and semi-rural character of Boxmoor. For, and no more, says it is not against the development at the site, which is nearly seven and a half acres around Hemel Hempstead Railway Station and Car Park. The group has found that the March 2011 feasibility study cited two options, with 142 or 203 homes between two to four storeys in height. But the January 2022 
Network Rail's invitation to developers now shows nearly 460 homes with artwork showing more than 12 stories. Campaigners want to protect the semi-rural feel of Boxmoor, which they feel a high-rise building would affect. The group hopes that, like at other local stations, such as Tring and Berkhamsted, Hemel Hempstead Station should be allowed to retain its low-key, low-rise buildings. Hello, this is Pam. St Peter's Church in Berkhamsted held its 800th anniversary festival on Sunday the 26th of June, starting with a St Peter's Day service, at which the preacher was the very Reverend Mark Bonney, Dean of Ely Cathedral and formerly Rector of St Peter's from 1996 to 2004. The choir, conducted by Adrian Davis, was in good voice, interspersing the regular form of morning worship with parts of Haydn's little organ mass, which was very uplifting. The organist was Jonathan Lee. There was a fair in the afternoon on the church lawns, which was well supported by the town's residents. Children enjoyed rides on a miniature train and were entertained by a magician, games and face painting. The fire service brought a fire engine and ice creams and pims were enjoyed in the sun. The cake stall, raffle and bottle stall also did good business. Dogs came out in force for the canine show, with prizes in five categories, including Best Biscuit Catcher and The Dog That Looks Most Like Its Owner. The event raised money for St Peter's Building Fund, the Mayor of Decorum's Charity and the Bishop of St Albans Appeal. Decorum marks Armed Forces Day. On Saturday, June the 25th, people from across Decorum came together to enjoy a day of fun in Hemel Hempstead. Residents were encouraged to join in with events in Gaybridge Park from midday to honour Decorum's Armed Forces. Local people came to watch a Spitfire fly past, a gun dog show and talent from around Decorum. Councillor Julie Banks, portfolio holder for communities, said, A big thank you to all those who came to support our Armed Forces Day celebrations in Gaybridge Park in Hemel Hempstead on Saturday, June the 25th. She added, It was great to see such a good turnout. Not only was it a brilliant day, filled with fun activities for the whole family to enjoy, but it was also an opportunity for decorum to show support for all members of the armed forces and their families and to thank them for their hard work and dedication. Children and young people who get free school meals can go to free summer camps thanks to Hertfordshire County Council. The Happy Holiday Activities Programme camps are funded by the council and is run by over 80 different providers in the county. Heart Sports Partnership and the Hertfordshire Community Foundation, HCF, coordinate the programme. Booking is now open with more than 45,000 places available at 190 happy camps running across the county from July the 25th until August the 31st. Schools are giving booking codes to families of eligible children. The sessions give children free food, free sports and free craft activities. 
They will receive advice on nutrition and lessons about how to cook. Councillor Fiona Thompson, Executive Member for Children, Young People and Families, said, If your child is eligible, make sure they don't miss out. Get your code and book their place at one of the many camps running this summer. Student Careers Advice Volunteers are needed to help youngsters at a Berkhamsted school prepare for their future careers. Berkhamsted and District Chamber of Commerce is calling on people to volunteer to help with the school employability programme. They are being asked to give CV and career advice at Ashland School. The programme, run by Connect Decorum, has been running employability days since 2014 and has helped around 2,735 pupils. The half-day sessions will have people from businesses and charities to give advice to a small group of students. The groups will have an interactive morning of CV writing, application forms and interview techniques. The students are in their mid-teens and are and are at the start of their journey into thinking about their careers. The Berkhamsted and Dix District Chamber of Commerce has created a useful resource pack to help those wanting to volunteer. People who can spare half a day are asked to email Cindy Withy at cindy at communityactiondecorum.org.uk For more information, please visit connectdecorum.org.uk slash news hyphen events slash 431 hyphen employ Ashlands. A survey has been launched to get an insight into people's views of the justice system in Hertfordshire. Those who have witnessed a crime or have been a victim of one in the past two years can report their experiences. The Hertfordshire Criminal Justice Board, which is chaired by Police and Crime Commissioner David Lloyd, wants to learn from the perspectives of individuals who have attended courts. The board, made up of the Police, the Crown Prosecution Service, CPS, Her Majesty's Court and Tribunal Service, also want to understand how the code of practice for victims of crime has been applied. The survey has been launched in the hope of getting a more detailed picture. This news comes as a national survey conducted by the Victims Commissioner for England and Wales in September found only 43% of victims would report their crime again. 83% of respondents also said they no longer had confidence in the effectiveness of the CPS to prosecute those accused of a crime. Mr Lloyd explained that the pandemic caused huge delays and issues for victims. He reiterated that it was his job uh, to bring multiple agencies together to give victims of crime a better service. Mr Lloyd said, Criminal justice boards were set up to improve the delivery of justice, secure better outcomes for victims and witnesses, and increase public confidence in the system. The Commissioner added, By sharing your feedback, the Criminal Justice Board can get an accurate local picture of what the concerns are, 
then we can work to ensure future victims receive the support and justice outcomes they need. The online survey is open to anyone who has been a victim of a crime and or reported a crime in the past two years from the start of 2019 onwards. The survey can also be filled out by parents or carers of children who have been a victim. The survey will close on July the 31st. Uh, it can be found at https colon slash slash bit dot ly slash hearts beds cjb. This week in history. July the 6th, 1919, the British airship R-34 became the first to cross the Atlantic from Edinburgh to New York in 108 hours. On this day last year, ancient diamonds indicated Earth was primed for life's explosion at least 2.7 billion years ago, scientists said. July the 7th, 1967, Using Sir Francis Drake's sword, the Queen knighted Francis Chichester, who had sailed solo around the world in Gypsy Moth 4. On this day last year, researchers behind the Oxford-AstraZeneca coronavirus vaccine were recognised for their excellence at a healthcare awards ceremony. July the 8th, 1961, the first All England Women's Singles Final took place at Wimbledon between Christine Truman and Angela Mortimer, who won in three sets. July the 9th, 1955, Bill Haley and his comics went to number one in the US pop charts with Rock Around the Clock. On this day last year, people in the UK had sent more than 112 million tweets about COVID-19 since the beginning of 2020, Twitter revealed. July the 10th, 1962, Telstar 1, the world's first television communications satellite, was launched in America. And in July 1950, puppets Andy Pandy, Teddy and Luby Lou first appeared on BBC television. The episodes were repeated for more than 25 years until the film began to wear out and Andy waved his last goodbye from the basket. Sun, sea and spend. Holidaymakers expect to spend more this year as 53% of people plan to have a foreign holiday, up from 43% in 2021. Six in ten families expect to travel overseas this year. 54% plan to increase their budget for resort spending. 23% will spend money saved during lockdowns. Seven in ten people who set a budget on their last overseas holiday ended up busting their budget by an average of £132. Who overspends? People aged 45 to 54 typically overspend by around £155. Those in the southwest of England had the highest average overspend in the survey, 
at £182. People in Yorkshire had the lowest average overspend at just under £85. A new 999 service has launched to make it easier for people who are deaf or hard of hearing to communicate with emergency personnel. Sir Mike Penning, the MP for Hemel Hempstead, has expressed his support for the new service. He said, this is great news. BSL, British Sign Language, is for so many people their only language and our emergency services coming forward with this new service could easily save lives. I hope others will soon bring forward plans to use BSL. 999BSL is a free-to-use video relay service that can be used online or on the app. People who are deaf or hard of hearing can use 999BSL to speak to a BSL interpreter during an emergency. The interpreter will then call 999 using a landline to relay the conversation to the emergency services operator. To use the service, users need to open the app or visit the website, then press the red button to video call and communicate with a BSL interpreter. Strategic Lead for Disability, Superintendent Craig Flint, said 999BSL helps dismantle barriers faced by people who are deaf or hard of hearing by making it easier for them to communicate with the police and other emergency services. He added, It is an important step forward in our journey to becoming truly inclusive and as a police force we are continually looking at new ways to make our service more accessible for those living with disabilities. More information about the BSL service can be found at 999bsl.co.uk. It's summertime, the sun is out and your thoughts turn to holidays. But as costs rise and foreign travel is prohibitive for many, more and more people are staycationing. The popularity of camping continues to rise and as we head into the camping season this year, it is only going to increase. However, camping can be a daunting activity to venture into for the first time, with several factors to consider, such as suitability of kit, location, and knowing how to do the basics. Fortunately, we've drafted a list of top tips to help prepare those considering a camping adventure this coming season. Number one, pack the right sustainable kit. A great trip can be made on the back of great kit choices. There are so many options out there with so many decisions to make and it can be overwhelming. Camping brand Van Gogh has been around since 1966 and do a great range of kit made from recycled plastic bottles to help you camp ethically. Number two, always plan for bad weather. It's vitally important to be prepared for the elements on your trip. So ensure you pack plenty of suitable clothing and kit. There's few things more uncomfortable than wet feet or when you're shivering through. The British weather can be notoriously unreliable and inconsistent. Waterproof clothing, sun cream and insect repellent are all key pieces of kit. Number three, leave no trace. 
We are blessed in Great Britain with glorious countryside, hills and forests. No matter if you are a camping novice or a technical expert, it's important to preserve the outdoors for future generations. Wherever you go, make sure you leave no trace to minimise the impact when visiting the outdoors. Number four, buy a bigger tent than you think you'll need. A tent size is generally measured by the amount of people that can reasonably fit within it. <coughs> However, <coughs> if you will want to have a bit of extra space to manoeuvre around without stepping on each other's toes, buying a tent that is at least one size up from the amount of people who will be using it is a simple and effective way to avoid this giving you that little bit of extra space you need. Van Gogh's Earth Collection offers a range of sustainable tent options. Number five, make sure you invest in a reliable sleeping bag. A quality and effective sleeping bag is key. There's not much more things more frustrating on a camping trip than a bad night's sleep. You'll want something that provides plenty of warmth, comfort and support. Van Gogh's Radiate Single and Radiate Double, which feature built-in graphene heating elements, allow you to stay warm and toasty throughout the night. Number six, the creature comforts. When you are away from home for a few days, it is the little things that you start to miss. An inflatable pillow may feel like luxury, but two days in and this beauty will make you feel refreshed and ready to take on the next Mumro. On a practical level, invest in a mini first aid kit, just in case. Number seven, prepare food before you leave and pack plenty of snacks. Cooking on a campsite can be more fiddly and time consuming than cooking in the comfort of your own home. Planning your meals in advance and preparing any food beforehand is a quick and easy way to give you one less headache when you're on the camping site. Packing plenty of snacks is also important to keep you going after a long day in the outdoors. Number eight, have some fun. Camping is an amazing way to enjoy time in the outdoors and bond with your loved ones away from the hustle and bustle of your everyday routine. While there are certainly skills to be learned, if you find yourself in a pickle at any point or are unsure about anything, just remind yourself that you're there to create experiences and have a memorable time. A couple of other helpful resources. For planning and sharing your route, Komoot is used by outdoor enthusiasts countrywide. Visit www.komoot.com website. If you are feeling a bit adventurous, BBC Good Food has some interesting recipes for around the campfire. Visit www.bbcgoodfood.com slash recipes slash collection slash camping hyphen recipes website. To make sure you, are, you explore safely, check out the adventure guide from the experts at Mountain Rescue visit www.mountain.rescue.org.uk slash safety slash adventure hyphen smart website. 
Connect Decorum is organising the Decorum Dragon's Apprentice Challenge 2022-23, which will commence in October. This year will be the 10th year of the programme that Connect Decorum has run, and so far we've raised £99,475 for local charities. Year 12 students from Decorum Secondary Schools will be entering teams of up to eight pupils as the apprentices. Each team will be matched with the business mentor, the dragon, and the local charity. The teams are challenged to turn £100 into £1,000 or more for their charity by means of business-related ideas. The challenge starts in October and culminates in April 2023. The Decorum Challenge is becoming more popular that we're being asked by schools outside the area if they can take part. We therefore need dragons also in the St Albans and Harpenden area. Getting involved in the Dragon Apprentice Challenge provides a cost-effective, engaging opportunity for staff development and training. It creates an opportunity for a company to demonstrate its CSR credentials enhancing their reputation in the community and promoting staff satisfaction, motivation and retention. It also provides an opportunity to work with young people who may become your employees of the future. Cindy Withy from Connect Decorum said, The Dragon's Apprentice Challenge is unique because it links local young people, schools, businesses and charitable organisations together in a partnership where everybody wins. If you'd like to take part as a dragon in the next Dragon's Apprentice Challenge or provide sponsorship support, email Cindy Withy at cindy, that's spelt C-I-N-D-Y, at communityactiondecorum, or one word, dot org dot uk. The musician Paul McCartney turned 80 on June the 18th, making him the oldest Glastonbury Festival headliner ever. Gigging since 1957, what is the secret to his youthful appearance? Yoga for the eyes. Yes, eye yoga. On an episode of the Table Manners podcast in 2021, McCartney revealed he began doing eye yoga after a trip he took to India in the late noughties. And while his excellent vision might not be solely down to the exercises, he reportedly hasn't needed to wear glasses since. Exercises in eye yoga include palming, which involves placing your warm palms on your eyelids for about 10 seconds. You could even try blinking very fast for 10 to 15 seconds, or zooming, focusing on an object in the distance and then moving to a closer one and going back and forth. Music keeps you young. Much of McCartney's life has revolved around music, and this could have had a positive impact on his health. Joanne Lowy, director of the Louis Armstrong Centre for Music and Medicine and co-editor of the journal Music and Medicine, researches the use of music to help patients dealing with pain, depression, and possibly even Alzheimer's disease. She explained how beneficial it can be in a piece published in the American Psychological Association, saying, 
There's just something about music, particularly live music, that excites and activates the body. Music very much has a way of enhancing quality of life and can, in addition, promote recovery. It sounds like the old adage of the more you do, the more you can do could apply to McCartney, who continues to write and perform music. In 2020, he earned himself his first UK number one since 1989's Flowers in the Dirt. Go Veggie. While going plant-based is pretty popular now, McCartney first tried vegetarianism in 1975 alongside his late wife Linda. In the 2021 cookbook Linda McCartney's Family Kitchen, he wrote of the couple's decision to go veggie. Now, of course, it's really not difficult at all. You just go down the shops and most places will have great veggie options. It was a joint decision and we never looked back. It was a great thing to do and it turned out we became part of a vegetarian revolution. There are plenty of potential benefits to going veggie. A recent study published in the journal BMC Medicine suggested a vegetarian diet could lower a person's cancer risk by 14%. Plus, studies suggest veggies had a lower risk of type 2 diabetes. Turn old age on its head. On a 2020 episode of the podcast Smartless, McCartney shared his impressive fitness routine. I have a very definite routine, he said. Foam rolling, stretching, cross trainer, and occasionally running. He always finishes with his favorite part, doing a headstand. Requiring excellent core strength, flexibility, and balance, it seems McCartney still has it. Now we come to the information slot. This is followed by the obituaries, what's on, any more news, and sports. Community Action Decorum have arranged some day trips over the summer. If you live in the Hemel area, on Tuesday 19th of July, there will be a trip to Hitchin Lavender Farm, and on Wednesday 8th of August, a trip to Southend-on-Sea. For people in the Berkhamsted and Tring area, the trip is also to Hitchin Lavender Farm on the 19th of July, where you can enjoy a walk and tea in the tea room. On Thursday the 11th of August, the Berkhamsted and Tring trip is to Hatfield House. Scam letters claiming to be from Amazon. Neighbourhood watch members in Hertfordshire have reported receiving letters through the post claiming to be from Amazon. The letters invited them to join a test club where they would be given the opportunity to test new Amazon products in exchange for free items and commission. Recipients were asked to submit their details to register their interest in joining the test club. We have contacted Amazon, who have confirmed that they did not send the letters, hence we believe it is a scam. As always, be suspicious of unexpected contacts of any type particularly if they are asking you to provide your personal details. Hertfordshire Trading Standards is warning everyone to be on the lookout for scams. Criminals are looking to capitalise on the cost of living crisis 
with scams including fake text messages from Ofgem offering a non-existent energy bill rebate, too good to be true investment opportunities, fake sales representatives selling counterfeit shopping vouchers or giveaways which require you to give your personal details. Someone contacting you to claim to be from your bank or claiming to be an energy supplier offering cheap deals. Fake royal mail, scam texts and emails claiming outstanding delivery fees need to be paid. Fake HMRC scam texts and emails indicating a fine needing to be paid urgently. Report scams to action fraud on 0300 123-4040-or-action-fraud.police.uk and forward scam texts to 7726. If you're not sure or you need advice on whether something is a scam, call, call the Citizens Advice Compu Consumer Service on 0808 Double two three, double one, double three. If you need an honest, reliable trader, find one at hertfordshire.gov.uk slash good trader or call 01707 To cut down on unsolicited sales and marketing calls, Sign up with the Telephone Preference Service, tpsonline.org.uk, 020-7291-3320, or install a call blocker. The obituaries on the family announcement page this week are Joan Margaret Bower, aged 91 years. Muriel Mary Dickinson, aged 85 years. Joshua James Thompson, aged 26 years. Kenneth Eugene Ward, known as Ken, aged 90 years. May they all rest in peace. Among the vast number of people who are struggling to make ends meet in the face of ever-rising living costs are many midlifers with families. Here we look at ways to find free or cut price options for family outings or simply for spending time out and about while on a budget. Cheap days out are recommended by money-saving expert Martin Lewis and it's well worth a look as it includes a regularly updated list of vouchers two-for-one deals and offers on days out, including cheap tickets for theme parks, attractions and free activities. Visit moneysavingexpert.com.deals.cheapthemeparks and moneysavingexpert.com.deals.cheapzoodeals for ideas on what's available. Another site, dayoutinengland.com forward slash save money on days out advises on money off vouchers, offers and discounts for family outings. 
Look for transport deals. National Rail's scheme offers two for one over 300 days out in England. They've got places across the country from sea life centres to Cadbury World, football grounds, zoos, cathedrals, museums, gardens and cinemas. You save your ticket stub to show on entry and you'll get the two for one tickets. Check out the National Rail Days Out page for more information on these. Save money on days out by downloading free parking apps. Plan your trip in advance and you can look up for the free spots to park. Try Appy Parking and Parkopedia. Always compare websites and prices for the cheapest deal, as there can be a great variance on prices. Visit lastminute.com, holidaypirates.com and Money Saving Expert to see what's the best deal on offer. Or have a good search in Google. Set up price alerts to be notified when outings or stays are reduced. For example, Amazon has days out packages at reduced prices at any given time, so well worth checking out. Add experiences to your basket to keep an eye on the prices. Visit amazon.co.uk. Take your own food when going on outings to cut a huge amount of cost. Uh, or make a picnic part of the overall fun, and take your own water bottles. Many more places offer fill-ups as standard these days. Make a picnic the big event of the day by meeting up with friends or family at a designated spot. If you love the National Trust parks and properties, it might be a good idea to join, and similarly with English Heritage, a National Trust family membership is around £133.80 for two adults and children for a year, to include grandchildren, or £83.40 for one adult and children. So you could save a huge amount on outings and stays. Make the most of many free museums in towns and cities across the UK. You'd be surprised at the facilities some of them offer with free activities. Use Tesco Club Card and Nectar Points for days out in England, including theme parks and top attractions. Look for discount vouchers online for restaurant deals. Many chain restaurants have voucher deals. If there's an attraction in your local area that you know you're going to visit a lot, it can save you money to look at having an annual membership. Save money on days out by going to a favourite place often. Check out group entry prices and go with friends or family to save money on days out in England. At London Zoo, among others, you can save 20% on tickets for 10 plus people. And at Orton Towers, you'll save 30% if you book together online. So well worth it. Some attractions allow you to upgrade your ticket for free to a year's pass. This means, for the price of one visit, you could go as much as you liked over the year. The Deep Aquarium in Hull does this, as does Windsor Castle. Go for walks in the beautiful British countryside. It's free. Download an app like Pathfinders, or just Google to find a trail or round walk, pub walk or family walk, and off you go. Many towns and cities have family trails with free map guides and quizzes. Get a parking app downloaded 
and take your own snacks and drinks. Investigate if your cinema does any cheaper deals such as a kids club films or Sunday morning sessions. These can be a good turn to on a rainy day for a bargain price. Going on a cycle ride can be a great way of getting active and making the most of city or countryside attractions near you. Pack a picnic, plan stop-offs at interesting spots and you have a brilliant free day out. Check out council websites and sign up for any local newsletters to find out when special events are taking place. Most towns and cities host events for families at some point during the year, so don't miss out. Check cereal packs and such like for offers. Kellogg's is currently offering free adult tickets to a range of family attractions and you can easily make it a very worthwhile saving. When food shopping for picnics or packed lunches, check out supermarkets for when they reduce prices on the day's goods. You could pick up sandwiches for next to nothing the evening before your outing. And now some entertainments locally coming soon. Comedy with Ed Byrne in his show If I'm Honest at the Grove Theatre Dunstable on July the 13th. Join the acclaimed comic as he takes a long, hard look at himself and tries to decide if he has any traits that are worth passing on to his children. Ed's TV appearances include Live at the Apollo and Mock the Week. Visit grovetheatre.co.uk to book or for more information. And for music, the Barbican String Quartet will be performing at St Mary's Church Luton on July the 11th. The quartet, first prize winners in 2019 at the International Joseph Joachim Chamber Music Competition, perform works including Mozart's Quartet No. 21 in D, K575, and Georgi Ligenzi. Quartet number one, Metamorphoses Nocturne. Visit lutonmusic.org.uk for details. If you fancy the theatre, The Importance of Being Earnest is being performed at the Roman Theatre St Albans until July the 17th. Theatre company OVO presents a bold, imaginative and unexpectedly jazzy version of Oscar Wilde's classic comedy. Within the historic grounds of the Roman Theatre in St Albans, directors Adam Nichols and Matt Strawn have created an elegant world of fashionable society together with a strong whiff of scandal set to a jazz soundtrack. Nichols said the importance of being earnest is quite simply one of the funniest plays ever written in the English language and I think over a century later it completely retains its ability to entertain and amuse. Visit ovo.org.uk to book or for more information. Watford's much-loved annual open-air performance festival returns. Join Watford Palace Theatre on the 16th of July for the biggest street party in town, where you'll witness... The high street transformed into a giant marble run adventure. Make friends with a tropical island castaway and his pet lobster, 
Be astounded by a seven-metre-high dance performance, party with bangra and brass music, and much, much more. A day of summer family fun is guaranteed as the town centre becomes a buzz with the unexpected magical sights and sounds of spectacular theatre, circus, dance and music. Imagine Watford is completely free, generously funded by Arts Council England and Watford Borough Council and sponsored by Helen and Frank Neal. This year, the festival will take place in Watford Town Centre on the 16th of July between 12 noon and 8pm. And now football. Football fans have plenty to look forward to this month as England hosts the UEFA Women's Euro Finals at venues across the country. The tournament, delayed from 2021 due to the coronavirus pandemic, started on July 6th when England played Austria in the opener at Old Trafford and will culminate in the final at London's iconic Wembley Stadium on July 31st. England's Lionesses qualified automatically as hosts, joined by 15 other nations in play for the Winners' Trophy, which England almost grasped on two previous occasions in 1984 and 2009. They are among favourites this year, led by manager Serena Wiegmann. Russia will not take part, despite having qualified, due to their country's invasion of the Ukraine. They are replaced by Portugal. With 31 matches to take place at 10 different venues, there will be hundreds of thousands of fans watching the action live, with TV coverage attracting millions more. A dedicated app will update on every moment of the matches and results. It's only the second time that the UK has hosted the whole tournament and an economic boost to the tune of £54 million is expected for host towns and cities. The top two from each of four groups will go into the quarter-finals. Then it is a straight knockout. The first semi-final takes place at Sheffield's Bramall Lane on 20 July 26th and the other is the evening of July 27th at Stadium MK in Milton Keynes. If it's a draw at full time in the final, two 15-minute periods of extra time are played. If one of the teams scores more goals during extra time, that team wins. If the score is still equal after extra time, it's down to penalties. The only final so far to be decided on penalties was in Luton in 1984. Six of the world's top ten teams are competing namely Sweden, France, Netherlands, Germany, Spain and England. Italy and Norway take part for the twelfth time, while Germany have triumphed more than any other team in previous years, taking the trophy eight times. And now for local football. Tudors set for an early Barnet test. Hemel Hempstead Town have continued building their squad ahead of their opening pre-season friendly of the summer against Barnet at Vauxhall Road on Saturday, 3pm kickoff. Mark Jones has added experience to his defence in the form of Josh Leyland, who has played for the likes of Northampton Town, Crawley Town and Aldershot Town in the past. And the Tudors have also signed exciting midfielder Dara Dada, from Vanarama National League South rivals, Chelmsford City. Meanwhile, Josh Chastigwan 
has agreed to remain at Vauxhall Road, having been a virtual ever-present once he broke into the team under Jones last season. Berkhampstead have made another key signing with the addition of experienced midfielder Jake Howells. The formal Luton Town and Hemel Hempstead Town man is the latest signing for boss Chris Levine as Burko gear up for their first friendly at Aylesbury Vale Dynamos on Saturday. It will be the first chance to see Devane's new signings in action and has the added attraction of being a free admission. Burko, who will now travel to Enfield Town for a friendly on August the 6th, are charging a modest £5 for adults to see their home friendlies against Hemel Hempstead Town and Chesham United on July the 12th and 19th respectively. And now junior girls football. An all-girls team from a youth football club in Hemel Hempstead played in a tournament against boys. Hemel Aces under eights team played their first ever competitive football matches against male teams on Sunday, June 26th. The two coaches, Thomas Wright and Jamie Fraser, said that the girls fought until the very end in all their games and never dropped their heads. The young girls were, on the, were the talk of the tournament and had supporters wishing them luck. In their first game, the team lost 5-0, but gave the boys some problems on the pitch. Thomas said that the second match was much closer, where they narrowly lost 2-0. He said that the girls linked up well, defended incredibly well as a unit, and dealt with the pressure. They looked out for each other and battled for each other. The coaches explained that there was a real buzz around the pitch as the girls walked out for their last game. The girls went into the final match with the same energy and fight. In the last seconds, the Hemolasis scored their only goal of the day to make it 5-1. Thomas said the parents and others watching went crazy as the ball hit the back of the net. He said the cheers and noise levels for the girls' goal were the loudest on the day and we all went mad. He, said, he added, Jamie and I rang onto the pitch celebrating. The girls ran round celebrating and the parents and crowd erupted. Cricket. Phil Costard and Charlie Hoskins both struck centuries as Hemel Hempstead Town Cricket Club second claimed a big win in Division 3B of the Hearts League. Costard, 105 from 99 balls, and Hoskins, 104 from 58 balls, led Hemel to a huge total of 352 for 8 against Sandridge. Skipper Hoskins then took 3 for 17 and Brad Finch 2 for 15 as Sandridge were all out for 174. Hemel's first team had a third consecutive losing draw in the championship as they took on Luton Town and Indians. Matt Parkins 4 for 48 and Partha Mehta 3 for 71 were the pick of the bowlers as Luton closed on 247 for 9, and then, in reply, Hemel closed on 179 for 7, with Billy Jones and Brett Penny the main run-getters. Hemel third, 221 for 9, went down to Wadden at Stone, 318 
for nine in Division 6A, with Dil Khan, four for 43, and Anjem Khan, the best performers. Hemel fourth are still top of Division 9A after they beat Luton Towns and Indians fourth by 10 runs. Andy Turbutt scored 46 in the low total, but youngster Finlay Clark, 3 for 25, helped bowl Hemel to another win. Hemel 5th, 169 for 9, lost to Mill Hill Village 4th, 298 for 9, in a friendly. Miles Barnard took three wickets for Hemel, while Harry Howard, Jemmy and Jacobs and Teddy Butler scored well in their innings. Bowls. Berkhamsted Bowls Club men had a very successful week starting with a win in round three of the county top ten with all four rinks winning against Letchworth BC. This was followed by an overall win in the county league against Kitcheners. In the county club championship the rink of Connor Hawkins, Gary Fisher, David Brown and Kevin Clark won 33-15 to, to help seal an overall success. The men then went on to win against Metro Bushy in the Griffin Cup. And golf. Ben Orford won Division 1 of the Men's July Medal at Little Hay Golf Club. He went out in 39 and came home in 39, with 10 pars and a birdie to finish, with a two-under par net 70, to finish ahead of Ashley Wade and Punit Patney, both net 71. Tom Wood won the Division 2 medal with a level par net 7 and was ahead of Colin Greenshields, 75, and Ivan Lawrence, 77. We're coming to the end of this week's news. Sunrise and sunset times for this weekend are 4.51am and 21.22pm. For those with access to the internet, our news is uploaded to our website soon after the recording each week on Thursday evening. This can be found by visiting dtnhemel.org.uk. If you wish to listen on Alexa, say, Alexa, open the talking newspaper skill. Alexa will ask you which broadcast you want to listen to. When prompted, reply, play the decorum talking newspaper. This part can be tricky. If Alexa offers the wrong station, just say no and then try again. For those who are listening to this week's news via a memory stick, after the music, there's the immunity section that gives details of various groups and the contact details of organisations. Please remove your memory stick carefully from the player and return it to us in the pouch provided. Seal it up firmly. Turn the label over and post it back to us using any Royal Mail post box. No stamp is required. Thank you for listening. Until next time... It's goodbye from all your readers, me, the editor, and Jake, your technician for this week. Goodbye. Goodbye.